You're listening to a podcast by Abide Church and Pastor Dan DeBell in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We pray this podcast helps you live, love, and look more like Jesus this week. Enjoy the message. You know, today we're talking about a principle that is simple, yet it's often overlooked. And I think many times we forget it. Many of you know this. Whenever I was uh, growing up, I have two older brothers. Um, Ben is the oldest and Brad is the middle. And growing up, there was a few years in our lives whenever we, um, specifically me and Brad, we were really into the rodeo. Like, we, we loved the rodeo. I was all about bull riding. Like, I was going to be a bull rider, right? I was, like, sold out to it. Man, let's do this thing. It uh, didn't pan out, obviously. Uh, I, once I got a little bit wiser, a little bit older, I realized, yeah, I don't want to do that. That sounds crazy. Um, that, is, that is not good. I'm not going to put myself in that position. Um, but Brad, he, he was, man, he really went into this thing, and he really got good at uh, roping. In fact, he, he got himself a lasso or a rope, and he would, um, we had a hay bale in the backyard, and we had one of those plastic steer heads that you could kind of put on the hay bale. And so he'd go out there, and he'd stand a little bit a little bit of ways, and he got good, I mean, practice time and time again. He got good at roping that thing. And, you know, the rope goes around it, and he pulls on that rope, and it cinches it up really, really tight. Well, of course, he, he's a kid, and so after a while, um, that becomes boring, right? The thing's not moving. I need something that is a moving target. And so he turned his attention to me specifically and my brother Ben, but me specifically for this story. And uh, of course, I hated this. Brad, he would not ask me, hey, can, hey, you want to run around and me try to rope you? No, it was just I'm walking around doing my own thing. And before I know it, he throws a lasso around me and cinches that thing up and it's right around my chest. And I'm just like, Brad, stop. Like it was the most one of the most annoying things that would happen, right? Stop roping me. Then if you try to run away, it was like an extra challenge, right? And so he's actually trying to rope your legs out from under you, which he did a few times. So frustrating. I remember one time I was, being, I was so frustrated with him. He continued to do it, and I would tell him to stop. I would ask him to stop, and then I would tell him, and then it was just, it was awful. And one time in particular, I was telling him, hey, stop doing it. I'm serious. Like, I'm really mad. Don't rope me anymore. And while I'm talking, he's there looking at me, Swinging that lasso over his head. I'm telling him, stop. I'm serious. Don't do it anymore. As soon as I finish that, he lets go of the lasso, and it comes around me, and when he, he pulls that thing, he pulls it right at the perfect time where it cinches up right across my temple and my forehead right here. Like, he literally roped the top of my head, okay? Like, he was that good, and he cinched that thing, and it like, you know those, those, those lassos, those ropes are tough rope, and it just cinched right there. The knot was right there on my forehead, and I remember standing there just thinking, I am going to kill you. Like, I have had it up to here with you roping me. Like, stop roping me, but he continued to do it time and time again. Luckily, that phased out, and eventually he, he stopped doing that, but I remember those, those times, and I remember how determined Brad was to rope the thing that he was after. And that's what eventually got it roped around my head, right? He was determined to get it, no matter what it, what it, whatever it took. And today, specifically, we're going to be talking about the rope of faith. How faith is like a rope. It's like that lasso. Whenever you go and you believe God for something, and you're asking God for something, it's like lassoing a promise from God, and then it's our job to pull it in. Let me show you kind of what I mean. Let's look at the book of Daniel here, starting in verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 12. It says this. Now, this is, this is an angel speaking to Daniel, and, and, and Daniel had prayed for something a while back, hadn't seen an answer. An angel shows up, and he's talking with Daniel, and he says this. It says, then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel, 
Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. What's he saying? So from the moment that you prayed, heaven heard, and I was sent. Like that moment. I hear your prayer. I'm coming now. I'm coming with the answer. All right, verse 13. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia, he blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, he, he came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future for the vision concerning concerns a time yet to come. Here's what this, this brief insight, this, this you know, part of this story that's a much bigger story, but let's look at this specific verses here for a second. It shows us this, that from the moment that Daniel prayed, God heard. I hear your, I hear, his ear is t- tuned into you and to me and to his people, I hear. And what's God's response? When it lines up with his will, his response is, send the answer. But what we have to realize is many times when we ask God or believe God for promises in his word, sometimes there's a spiritual battle that takes, many times there's a spiritual battle that takes place in a different realm from heaven to earth there's a war taking place, and this is what happened. A spiritual battle was taking place. This angel's trying to get the answer to Daniel, but he's being held up. And so Daniel's there for 21 days waiting for an answer from God, waiting for an answer. The moment, this is what shows us, the moment that I pray, heaven hears me, and the answer is mine, even if I don't see it just yet even if I don't see it just yet. Let me show you what this is like. I'm going to have my son Gavin uh, come on up here. Gavin, you want to bring that rope up here with you? I'm going to show you exactly what this is like. Even when I can't see it in my physical eyes, what happens is many times, give it up for Gavin as he's coming up here. Come on, big guy. All right, Bubba, why don't you come over here and stand on this side, right over here. So I got Gavin over here. And Today we're talking about how faith is like a rope. I have one of these up here. This, the ironic thing is, is this is actually Brad's um, that I'm using today for this example. Was, I don't know if it was the one that wrote me around the head, but it might be, okay? So it might still have some of my, my skin cells in there around the, the knot of it. Faith is like a rope. The first thing we have to realize is this. If I'm believing God for something, if I need God to do something in my life, the first thing I have to do is I have to ask, and that's point number one if you're taking notes, it's this. It's that I rope the promise when I ask in faith. But here's the deal. you got to know God's promises, right? If I don't know God's promises, I don't know what to ask for. So here's what we're going to have. We're going to have Gavin up here. Gavin is going to, he's going to represent the promises of God. Um, I was going to use something different. I was gonna, actually going to rope it today. But um, as I tried this morning in, in rehearsal, it wasn't working out. Okay, so I'm just going to give Gavin this. We're going <laughs> to put it around him rather than me try to rope him. Whenever I pray and I ask God for something, what happens is it's like I am roping that promise. You can stay right there, Bubba. And this rope represents my faith. Now, obviously, when I pray and I ask God for stuff, what? It's not, I don't have all of a sudden, hey, I finished my prayer and I have a rope in my hand, right? It's not that. It's an invisible, spiritual rope. And it's what we see in God's word. It's that I have my promise or the answer from God, even if I don't have it in my hands yet. But what? It's still mine. Here's a great way of thinking about it. How many of you guys like to shop online? Anybody? Amazon, right? You use Amazon? It's the same thing. When I hit purchase, those items are mine. 
But as soon as I hit purchase, I don't go out the front door and check and see, Amazon, what's going on? Where's my, where's my delivery at, right? Where's my package at? Like, where's my stuff at that I ordered? <sighs> go back in, try to order another one, go back out. It's not there. Now, what happens? I purchased it. I clicked purchase. I know it's mine, even if I don't have it in my hands yet. And that's how it works with God's promises. He's made a lot of good promises for you and for me in his scripture, but I have to ask number one in faith. And whenever I do that, it's like I've roped the promise. And so even though Gavin's, I can't touch Gavin right now, I have him, what? By faith. I have him by faith. Let's look at a few verses here. In 1 John 5, 14 through 15, it says this. It says, now this is the confidence that we have in him, him being God, that if we ask anything, everybody say anything. Come on, say it like you mean anything. According to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. We know we have the answer. If he hears me, he what? Answers me. It's the story of Daniel. His ear was tuned. I hear that. I'm going to send an answer. He wants to answer our prayer. Matthew 6, 8, it says this. It says, for your father, your heavenly father, he knows the things that you have need before you ask him. Many times in America, we read this verse and we say, well, God knows what I need, so I don't need to ask him. No, you have not because you ask not. He says, he, he knows what you need, but he's a good father. He's waiting for you to ask. Will you ask me? Whenever I, I ask God, it's like I'm roping the promise over here. And though I don't have it yet, I have it by faith. And though I don't know where you're at right now. Maybe you're believing God for something. You're standing in faith for something. Maybe, um, maybe today will be a moment of breakthrough where you begin to dream again and ask God for things that you didn't even think you could ask for. Maybe it's healing. Maybe it's family issues to be resolved. Maybe it's freedom from an addiction. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's a promotion at work. But the thing is, I'm amazed at how many Christians settle for less than God's promises. We settle. God has so much good stuff in his word, but what happens? I, I don't even know that I could lasso this thing. I don't even know that I could pull that in and get it by faith. Let me remind you of this. If God spoke it, you can have it. Hear me, if God spoke it, you can have it. If he promised it, here's a better way, it's already yours. If God promised it, it's already yours through salvation and through access to the kingdom of God. But we have to do our part. What is that? He already knows what I need. I need to ask him. I gotta ask by faith. But here's what happens. I've asked God for the promise, right? Gavin's over there, he represents the promise. And I'm like, man, I, I, I asked God for it, but now I have two options. Either I can retrieve that promise and pull on this rope or I can drop the rope and walk away and though I had it at one time I never experienced it in the natural let's talk about the first one for a second point number two is this it's that I pull the rope when I speak God's word I pull the rope of faith whenever I am speaking God's word I think many times we diminish the the the, the action of speaking in our lives Right? It's almost a movement where people are like, well, you can't just, can't just live in denial, brother. Right? You can't just speak things that aren't there and live in denial. But let's look at what God's word says. Let's look at what Jesus says in Mark 11, verse 23. It says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and he does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. 
Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Look at all the times it says, says up here. I think Jesus is trying to get our attention. Why? Jesus knew the principle of Proverbs 18, which is what death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who, will, who love it will eat of its fruit. Meaning what? Whatever I speak, that's what I reap. Whatever I speak, that's what I reap. So I asked God for a promise. Now what do I have to do? God, I'm standing in faith for healing. God, I need healing for the situation, for this pain, for the sickness, whatever it may be. And so what I do is I go and I do some, I do some research. I get in God's word. I find promises, verses on healing. I plaster my house with all of these verses. I write them out on note cards. I put them up in my mirror. I put them in my car. I put them where I see them. And then I start speaking God's word. And as I speak God's word, it's like I'm beginning to pull on this rope and I'm pulling the answer closer and closer to me until eventually, every day I speak, I speak, and speak until I eventually I have what I was believing God for. But it takes time. Gavin, I have you reset over here. Many times we want that, that instant, right? God, I prayed. I'm believing for the package to be delivered, right? Amazon, right now. But sometimes what? There's a spiritual warfare taking place. And it may take time. But the most important thing that I need to do is what? I have to speak God's word. And so here's the question for you. And whatever you're believing God for today, do you even know what God says about your situation? I'm facing this in my life. Cool. Do you know what the Word says about it? If I don't know, I don't know what to speak. But I'm amazed at the Christians that are fighting battles and they can't tell me what verse they're standing on. I'm just going through a tough time. Cool. What are you saying? What are you saying to fight that tough time? What are you saying to pull in the answer by faith? God, I'm going to stand. I'm going to speak life and God's word over my situation until eventually I get it. And I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to waver until I have it in my hands. God, I need wisdom. Your word says that if we ask, we can gain wisdom. God, I need healing. Your word says that by your stripes we are healed. God, I need you to help us provide and pay this, this bill. I have no idea how we're going to make it through this medical bill, this situation. God, you said that you provided all of our needs according to glorious riches, and we're pulling it in, and I'm speaking it every single day. Okay, I'm going to have you go back over on this side. That's option number one, to speak. When it comes to speaking, especially in a spiritual battle, it's this. If I'm not speaking God's word, I'm guaranteed to fail. In a spiritual battle, if I'm not speaking God's word, I'm guaranteed to fail. But the opposite is true. God's promises are true. Look, if I need him, I'm facing a spiritual battle. His word says what? Speak. Say. God says say. Move. And what will happen? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. The second or the, the second option is this, and point number three, as we wrap up, is I ask God for something. I don't have it yet. Point number three is this, that I drop the rope when I doubt God's word. I drop the rope when I doubt God's word. Can I tell you this? When you believe God for something, you're going to face temptations. There's going to be temptations to drop the rope. 
And it's a reminder that why? Because the devil is out there. You have an enemy who hates your guts, who lives to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what he wants to do to you. He wants to steal from you. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy your life, your family's life. He wants you to drop this rope. He knows that God's promises are true as well. He knows that they're true. He knows that when I pray by faith, what happens? I have the answer by faith. But he wants to say, ah, but it's so far away. You don't see it yet. It's taken too long. He wants to tempt you to drop the rope. And one of the biggest temptations to drop the rope is this, timing. I want it now. But God says, I, my, my timing's perfect. I, I want it now. When things take longer than I think they should take, I'm tempted to say this. Well, I guess it wasn't God's will. So what happens? I have Gavin over here. He's representing the promises of God. I'm going to have you go over there. I rope it. God, I need, you, I need you to provide. I need this in my life. God, it's been a few days. It's been a few weeks. God, it's been a few months. God, it's been a few years. I know what your word says, but I guess it wasn't God's will. Because I've been, I've been standing, and I've been believing, and I've been trying, but I haven't seen it yet. Meanwhile, as soon as I drop this rope in doubt, the devil cheers. Because he knows that you had it, but you'll never experience it. You had it, but you'll never experience it. Timing. Doubting God's word is, is foolishness. Can I just say it like it is? <laughs> Doubting God's word is foolishness. It's as foolish as buying something on Amazon, looking outside and realizing it's not on your front porch, and then getting upset about it. God, I clicked purchase at my computer. I walked out the front door, and it's not there. Where is it? Amazon, you are the worst. I thought you cared about your customers. I thought that you would um, come in a, in a time of need for me. I thought you would be there. I get upset with Amazon. I get sad with Amazon because they broke my trust. I go on this um, a roller coaster of emotions with Amazon because it wasn't there when I clicked purchase. Many times that's what we do with God. Guilty. Man, God, I thought it would be here by now. Where is it? And I go on this emotional roller coaster. Man, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I wish it was here. It's not here. I get mad. What, what's going on? God's Word talks about this in James 1, verses 6 through 8. James here, he's talking about asking for wisdom, but it applies to our situation here as a promise from God. It says, but let him, meaning us, let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. And let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Man, two extremes, right? Jesus said, say, and you can ask for anything that if it lines with my will, and I'll make it happen. The mountain will move. Doubt, and you will receive nothing. You won't receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Roller coaster of emotions. God, where are you? What happened? Our job is this. Ask in faith. Rope that answer. God, what, what do you need God to do? Ask in faith. Speak his word. God, I believe your word. Today I'm choosing to speak life today over my situation. You are provi your provider. You are a good father. And eventually I pull him in. And it, may take, it may take a long time. It may take years sometimes. But what? I keep speaking, I keep standing in agreement with God's word until I have the promise in my hands. 
We guys give it up for Gavin for helping me out. Gavin, you can let that go to the ground. Let me leave you with this. Let's make it personal at the end here. Whenever I doubt God, it makes me, according to James, it makes me unstable. It puts me on shaky ground. It may take longer than you think it should, but God's ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and his timing is way more perfect than your timing. We rope the promises by asking by faith. I believe God for more. I ask him for more, and that's my challenge for you today. Is there something in your life that you've settled for that you need God to move on? We have the faith to ask. Many times God is saying, I could do so much more in your life if you just had the faith to ask. You don't have to have the faith for the miracle. You have to have the faith to ask. That's our part. God, will you step in in agreement with your word? I pull that rope by speaking God's word. And I don't for a second think that it's taken longer than it should. God's timing is perfect. Let me leave you with these reflection questions. Number one is this. What do you believe in God for? And if you can't think of something like that, go pray about it. Because God has something for you to be believing for. Because he wants more for you. He's got more for you. Maybe you got a list and a half. I got a pretty good list going. What do you believe in God for? Number two, what verses are you speaking? What are you saying about it? Because if you're not speaking, you're guaranteed to fail. What do you believe in God for? And what verses are you speaking? Hebrews 10, verse 35 through 36, it says this. It says, so don't throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need right now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. I don't know what season you're facing. I don't know how difficult it's been. I don't know how long it's been since you felt like God's moved in your life. I don't know how long you've been holding on to this this rope of faith standing. But what does God say? He says, don't throw away your confident trust. What is that? That's faith. Don't throw away the rope of faith. Persevere. Why? At the very end. Then you will receive all that he has promised. Not some, not a little bit, all. If he spoke it, you can have it. If he promised it, it's already yours. This week, go out and let's get this. Not more stuff in our life, let's get more of this in our life. Let's get more of this in our life. Why? So we can, we can change the world. We can change our families. We can change our community. Why? With this, not with our own power. If he said it, you can have it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word and for your goodness. Thank you for your promises that when you looked at us, you knew that we would face trials. You knew that we would face tough times. You knew that we would face spiritual attacks. And you've equipped us with the sword of the spirit, which is your word. And God, today we choose to ask for more of you in our lives, to believe for more of you in our lives, not more things, but more of you. 
and the abundance and the favor and the blessing that comes with it. And God, whenever we face tough times, whenever we feel like it's taking longer than it should, we trust your timing and we speak your word. And God, whenever we receive the promises of you, let us be a people that are quick to say, look what God did. Not look what we did. Look at what I got. Look what God did in our lives. Let us be quick to give you the glory and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Thank you for listening to the Abide Church podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially, or if you're in the Tulsa area and would like to attend our weekly gathering, you can check out AbideChurch.com.